Forgiveness in Jesus is free, but it wasn't cheap. And as we see him an hour or two perhaps before he's betrayed into the hands of his enemies by Judas in the Garden of Gethsemane, a place that otherwise was peaceful and a wonderful relaxing spot for him and his disciples. We think a lot about the conflict that Jesus had between the part of him that was terrified to drink the cup of suffering and the part of him that trusted his heavenly father completely. Listen to these verses of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Jesus began with the words, my father. He used it in a sense and in a way we never can. For he spoke to the father as the second person of the Godhead, as the absolute equal of the father. He came before his father as the son, perfectly one with the father, not only in his essence, but also in his will and purpose toward fallen mankind. Jesus and the father were in perfect harmony, executing the plan of redeeming and saving the world of sinners, a plan they and the Holy Spirit had formed in eternity. The heart of Jesus beat as one with the Father. Therefore, in love for the Father and for us lost sinners, he was completely willing to carry out the eternal plan now. His hour had come. Nothing we read in Jesus' prayer messes up the picture of his perfect submission to the Father's will. This can be said with confidence, even though at first there appears to be a clash between the Father's will and Jesus' will. We hear Jesus praying, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. The cup was not a pleasant one to drink from at all. Its contents were extremely bitter. He was referring to his passion, the suffering and death that was upcoming, as the holy substitute for all wretched sinners. The father was asking him to drink and drain that bitter cup. He was putting it to Jesus' lips now. All through his visible stay on earth, Jesus had declared that he was going to drink that cup and he would drink it willingly. But now when the cup was set to his lips, he prayed to his father, If it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. He meant, if the world can be redeemed from sin in some other way, let me be spared the drinking of this cup of suffering. Why did he utter these words? Remember how the Apostle Paul spelled out the meaning of this hour for Jesus? God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. God made his son Jesus to be sin. Nothing less than that the Holy God regarded Jesus as all sinners put together. That in turn means that he made his son the sole target of his wrath that should have spent itself on a world of sinners. The father concentrated his just and eternal curse deserved by all guilty people on the head and soul of the only innocent one who was deserving of God's highest love and blessing. Jesus had no sin. We cannot even begin to imagine what it meant for the sinless soul of Jesus to be made sin, a curse for us. 
We called it a bitter cup for Jesus, but we should add to that a repulsive cup. We hesitate to use an illustration from daily life for fear that it would be woefully inadequate, but we believe it will give us a faint glimpse of what it meant for the Lord to assume our guilt and curse. Think of someone being forced to drink a large mug of the vilest possible substance. Though he would do it under compulsion, he would do it with a shudder of revulsion. Infinitely greater was the loathing that took hold of the holy soul of our Redeemer Jesus, as he took upon himself the guilt and curse of our sin and the wrath of God called out by our sin. No wonder he prayed, may this cup be taken away from me. No wonder he offered up prayers and petitions with loud cries and tears to the one who could save him from death, as we are told in Hebrews 5 verse 7. Our Lord Jesus was engaged in a struggle so fierce and so mysterious we cannot begin to understand it. We only stand and behold it in reverent awe and worship and say in faith, our Savior was indeed made sin for us. God's forgiveness is free, but it wasn't cheap. And yet, even though Jesus recoiled from drinking the bitter cup, not for one moment did he refuse to receive it from his Father's hand. Never, even for a moment, or in the slightest little degree, did he fail to submit to the Father's will for our redemption. He began his prayer with, if it is possible. There was submission to the Father in that. He closed his request with, yet not as I will, but as you will. When he prayed the second time, it took this form, may your will be done. In these words too, there was complete unconditional submission to the Father's redeeming will. The two things in Jesus we observe in Gethsemane, the very real conflict raging in Jesus' soul, as well as his perfect submission to his Father's will. These will always stand in contradiction for our reason. But we should rebel against these facts, should we? Saying, I don't understand? Let us remember this is no more contrary to reason than the glorious person of our Savior. He is God and man in one person. Reason cannot probe that mystery either, as well as many others in the Bible. Yet we accept that. So let us gladly receive the mystery we have here too. We need not understand. All we need to do is put our trust in the two facts revealed. The holy Jesus bore our sin as his own, and he bore that burden willingly. Forgiveness in Christ is free, but it wasn't cheap.
Such grace we pray. 